This is the Shanice Lewis Show, the number one podcast for plus-size women. With your host, the queen of curvy conversation, Shanice Lewis. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Shanice Lewis. Today is Monday, July 13th, 2020. Make sure you're following this show's social media pages on Facebook at The Shanice Lewis Show and on Instagram and Twitter at Shanice Show. And make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcasting app. Today, we have a very special guest. Kim Baker is a former Wilhelmina model turned commercial makeup artist who specializes in working with celebrities and models based in New York. Kim's unique background and approach to beauty is what sets her apart from her peers. For 20 years, Kim was in front of the camera, beginning as a size 4 model and then in the early 90s becoming what? was considered one of the pioneers in the plus-size industry. Today, Kim has turned her passion for beauty into working with everyday women and has created Glamazon Beauty Cosmetics, a cosmetics line to enhance that special something she believes everyone has that makes them beautiful, their personality. Glamazon Beauty Cosmetics has been featured on Good Morning America, The View, Refinery29, In Touch Weekly, Essence Magazine, and more. Let's welcome Kim to the show. Hey. Hi. Hi. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for taking the time to be on the show today. I know you're very busy. Oh, thank you. No, it's, yeah, it's crazy right now, but you know what? This is what I love to do. So, <laughs> so thank your... you for having me. Of course. Now, your career started out with you being a straight-size model. Now, tell us mm-hmm. how you even got started as a model. Um, It's so funny because when I was in high school, I used to do these little, junior high school, actually, I used to do these little fashion shows. And then one day I did a show for a guy named Angelo Ellaby, and I met Mario Van Peebles. And Mario Van Peebles and his then-girlfriend, Angela Alvarado, um, took me to Beth Ann Hardison, who turned out to be, like, my first really big agent. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. So you that wasn't something you were pursuing? It kind of fell in your lap? Oh, um, no, I was pursuing it. I was doing shows and, you know, events. And, yeah, I was definitely, you know, doing pursuing shows and things. I was, at the time, I was, like, 13. So Mario made a deal with me to stay focused on high school. And when I got out of high school, you know, he would help me. So And that's exactly what happened. So then you transitioned from straight size into plus size modeling now. Did you just become uh, curvier when you got older? Um, No, I actually ate my way up to get into a 14. So when I first went into plus size modeling, I was very thin. I was about a size 8, 10. And Susan, you know, I was still too voluptuous for, because I'm a double D breast even when I was thin. Um, Mm -hmm. I was too voluptuous for, you know, uh, a lot of your big designers. I mean, Asadina Laya used to use me because I was very curvaceous, but, you know, even he used to always be, like, hitting his chest, like, you know, because he just spoke French, just like, oh, my God, just too much tits. But, you know, hey. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't getting rid of those, so. 
So you gained weight on purpose to be a plus size model. On purpose. I went to McDonald's like twice a day, and I was very happy to do that. And I was eating cake and ice cream and all kind of ho-hos, and I finally worked my way up to like a 14. Wow. And so when you were eating, trying to gain weight on purpose, did your family say anything? Did anybody have any concerns? No, they were just kind of laughing about it because they, you know, they just thought it was crazy that, you know, most people try to lose weight and I was trying to gain it for my job. Right. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. you are a a pioneer plus model. So at that time, uh, plus modeling was fairly new. So you really didn't have anybody to uh, to model your career after as a plus size model? No, you were one it was of the just first. me. It was me, Emmy, Donna Rothballer, Natalie. Um, oh, my goodness. We were, like, the beginning of that. I remember going around to, like, you know, people who I had shot with previously, like Vogue and things like that, and they would say to me, you know, they would see clearly that I gained weight. And when I would say I'm a plus model now, they'd be like, what's a plus model? So I literally was one of those models that literally had to go from door to door and explain what a plus model was. And I would wow. always explain that the average woman is a size 14, and that's how I always began my spiel. And, and then that finally was in the 90s. On. That was in the 90s yeah, when you had to that explain. that was in 91. That was in 91. Wow. Now tell yeah. us about some of your biggest accomplishments in modeling. Um, I think some of my biggest accomplishments was earning what some of the top straight size girls were earning. Like I was getting like 7500 a day. Today that's like unheard of uh, right. for doing like Sears and, you know, um, different campaigns that I would do. Spiegel, I would command, for me, for Spiegel, it was uh, 2500 a day minimum. Um, so, yeah, I kind of... I feel like me and and Emmy and a couple of other girls really kind of changed the game with that, where we were commanding the same rates as some of the straight size girls. Mhm. Yeah. And I heard that you uh, made history by being plus size in, in Vogue magazine. I was straight size when I shot for Vogue. Oh, okay. Straight um, size. Yeah, straight size. Yep. Straight size when I shot for Vogue at uh, at uh, the Dakota Building, and Yoko Ono actually watched me shoot that day, which was just like such an honor. Now, why don't you have all of your tears archived online so people can learn about you that don't know? Um, because you know what, I, I gotta be honest. I kind of look at it. I feel like everything we do in life is. You either stay there or you graduate from it. And I feel like I graduated from that. Like, it's not something I feel like I need to prove to anybody. I know what I've done. Um, a lot of people do know who I am. And that's not, not really what, you know, the basis of my life is all about. Right now I'm at I'm on a journey where I feel like I'm empowering other women to want to be and look like them, their best selves. Um, a lot of people know who I am. A lot of plus models you know, know that I'm, you know, one of the pioneers of the industry, but I don't really feel like I need to be out here tooting my horn about it because that's not my focus, you know. Right. I, one thing about me, I stay pat when I When I start something and pursue it, I'm passionate about it, and that's how I am about beauty right now. 
Now, currently, a lot of black models are starting to get vocal about the discrimination in the industry. Do you think things have gotten better from 30 years ago, or are they the same? No, honey, as long as you still have racist jerks. That's why I left the industry, so I didn't catch a case. I mean, I'm I'm like, you know, I am, uh, I have a very chiseled, unique face. I mean, you, you know me. So mm-hmm. I have very high cheekbones, I have slanted eyes, I have a very narrow nose, small nose. And and I say that to say that I clearly look different from a lot of people. And when I would go on go they would say, oh, well, we're looking for a blonde. And this, I remember particularly one time this guy was like, I would really love to shoot her. I think she's beautiful. Her face is unique. And, the, you know, they were looking to just cast blondes. And the guy was like, well, I would really like to have her in there with those girls. And the, la- the lady was adamant that they just wanted blondes. And I remember saying to her, can you please tell me what does hair color have to do with sewing clothes? So, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. So you think it's the same old, same old? I remember one time I was shooting for Catherine's, and I, the photographer said, and they never booked me again after this, and I knew it because I had to say it. The the I was the only black girl on set, and the photographer said, we have to change the lighting. This is why I don't like shooting black girls is because I always have to adjust the lighting. I said, well, if you were a good photographer, that would not even be an issue. Wow. And, yeah, so I knew I would never shoot for Catherine's again. But, yeah, mm-hmm. it happened with a lot of people. And, you know, it was so funny because there was this one particular woman that would always see me in different magazines. And for some reason, she, I don't know why she just didn't seem to care for me, but when she would see me in magazines, she would always call Susan George, who was my booker, and say, who is this girl? Because I would look different in each, each shot. And she'd be like, it's Kim Baker, it's Kim Baker, it's Kim Baker again. And... She was like, Kim, this woman is always asking. I could say the lady's name, but I know you're going to know who she is. She's always asking about you, but she never books you. And it, and it clearly had to do with the fact that I was black. Hmm. Mm-hmm. So even it's 30 years that, later, it's still the same old, same old tricks. Yeah, well, that wasn't 30 years ago, but, you know, that was uh, – it, it, listen, since the beginning of time in this country – that has always been the issue. But I never worry about it because I love who I am and I love my culture and I love my folks. So it doesn't matter what somebody else thinks because I think enough of myself. That's right. So did you initially <laughs> did you initially get interested in makeup because you had to know how to do your own makeup on the set for photo shoots? Well, you know what? I remember during the time when I used to shoot for Cal Doris, they didn't want and I still shoot with this photographer to this day as a makeup artist, but Peter Sakis. Um, he would shoot, book me for JCPenney's and Cal Doris, and I would always have to do my own face because they didn't want to pay for makeup and hair. And so that's what really got me started in makeup is every time I would go there, he would be like, Kim, you went to a makeup artist? And I'm like, no, I did my own face. And he was like, you should be doing makeup. So that's how it all started. And uh, Bobby Brown, who was a, a Bobby Brown of Bobby Brown Cosmetics, was a, a friend of mine, and she did my face for a shoot one day. And she said, you know, Kim, I'm starting a cosmetic line. You should consider coming on. And I did. I came on, and I loved it, and I've never looked back. I love doing makeup far more than I ever did modeling. Really? Oh, my goodness, yes. 
it's I, it's opened so many doors for me. I've been I've worked on Jimmy Kimmel's show. I've worked with Tom Cruise, Tony Braxton, you know, you name it. I've worked with it, like A-list celebrities, and modeling would have never opened that for me. You know, makeup did. Hmm. You know, I've been all over the world, you know, and uh, it's just it's been an amazing experience. So how did you get your big break as a makeup artist? Because I know some makeup artists are going to be listening and they want to do celebrities too. So how did you break through? So it, it was so funny. I got booked to do um, Lawrence Fishburne for uh, Angelino Magazine. And his agent from Paramount was there. And I was standing there watching Mr. Fishburne shoot. And as she was talking on the phone in the next room, I heard her say, hey, I want to go to this uh, event. And this is why you should never be afraid to go above and beyond for your client. And um, she said, I, I want to go to this event tonight, but I, my hair is not done, my eyebrows are not done, I look a hot mess. She was like, I have an outfit here, but, you know, I'm not able to get to the salon. Honey, I took those curling irons out and that makeup back out, and I beat that hair and that face, and she looked like a million bucks. Don't you know she called me three days later and was like, I got Matthew McConaughey for you, I got Meg Ryan for you, I got Shia LaBeouf for you, I have, you know, it was just crazy. Tom Cruise, Dean Rames, all those people who do movies came from her, and we're still friends to this day, she and I. Wow. So you was uh-huh. at the right place at the right time and knew and how to honey, open your mouth. And, honey, I don't miss an opportunity. Do you know when you when you have a chance? You know, I always hate when you see a person that has a job and they be like, well, I'm not doing this because that's not in my job description. Everything you do is enhances you more and teaches you more. So if you just look at it the right way, you are doing nothing but building your expertise, building your experience. And that's how I looked at it. I said, oh, hell no. I took my stuff out, and I made sure she couldn't say no, so I had the curling irons warm by the time she got off the phone. I told her to sit right down. I did her hair and her makeup. Best decision I could have made. And do you know to this day when we talk, we still laugh about that sometimes? Yep. Wow. So when did you know it was time for you to start your own cosmetics line? Um, Me, I always uh, have a strategy to anything I do. So, you know, for me it's always about elevation of self. And, like, when I did the modeling, you know, I I went from straight size, I got tired of dieting, and just plus size, and I went from that to makeup, and then I went from that to, you know, wanting to have a brand. And now I'm going to go from this, once I sell my makeup line in the future, I'm, I want to open up retail stores, and then that's going to be the ultimate for me. So, you know. Wow. I, yes, it's all about elevation. I want to open up a chain of stores that cater to indie beauty. Now, is your um, cosmetics line for all um skin colors, or you uh, specialize in women of color? Nope. I'm the only one that's black-owned. I'm black-owned, but I I service all women. And I did that for a reason. Um, I love beauty of all walks of life. And um, as a makeup artist, I've done every one of every skin shade, every hair shade, and every hue. 
So I wanted to be able to do that in my line, but I'm more focused on women of color. So I have more shades for women of color because I'm especially darker skin because I am a, a deep skin woman. And um, I was tired of finding foundations that had either too much red, too much yellow, too much gray. If you put on Glamazon Beauty Cosmetics stick, uh, Second Skin Stick or my liquid, you will see it looks like skin. It is truly a skin finish. And, you know, that's my obsession. So I love beautiful skin. So you um, actually formulate your own uh, mm-hmm. products and you do, mm-hmm. do with the, the the chemists in the lab. So mm-hmm. that alone make you uh, stand apart from some others because others just do wholesale and resale oh, yeah, stuff and from just, China. Right. Well, yeah, definitely. My stuff is all custom made. I pay for my own. I spent literally a quarter of a million dollars in just uh, when I first started in just formulations. Wow. That's a lot of money. Mm-hmm. It is and it's not. <laughs> <laughs> so it is, it is was... to have for your personal self and it's not in business. <laughs> in business. That's true. That's true. So mm-hmm. what was your biggest obstacle getting your business off the ground? Uh being black. <laughs> really? <laughs> that's it. It's just so much, you know, um it it's just so much um Racism out here It really is uh, I don't know what it's all about Because the only color I ever see is green But um, Yeah it, it, It's so important for black people To really support black brands Because the same way We support other people's brands They don't really do us like that You know and So it's so important for us to realize Our power Our spending power And how much we make for other people Because let me tell you something If black people stop buying your shit You will be shut down mm-hmm. Because we're the number one shoppers Of everything We consume everything Makeup, right. hair, especially hair Chinese people wouldn't know what to do If we stopped buying their product Hair <laughs> You know, nails You think about it I mean, If you go to a nail salon anywhere Who's in there getting the nails done? Us Right. So when you say your biggest obstacle was racism, getting your business off the ground, for someone listening and don't doesn't get what that means, give me something specific. Like because of racism, you weren't able to like get your cosmetics I, in a store. I'll give or... you a perfect example. QVC. I sent my products to QVC. I came in. I had a meeting with them. Um, the lady wouldn't even come down to meet with me. She sent her assistant. Then she told me she would reach out to me and set up a date. Then then when I called to try and get a date, there was a reason why we couldn't get a date. Then when I sent her some, you know, uh, information of me being on Good Morning America, and I guess no better than Good Morning America, right. um, she, she finally follows back and was like, well, she's going to have to pass right now. I said, but you haven't even reviewed my product. And she says to me, well, we we um, we pass on a lot of people without reviewing their products. I'm like, wait a minute. You're passing on me 
without even reviewing my product. You just saw me on Good Morning America. So what happened was I got a friend of mine who is white on Good Morning America two weeks later. My friend only has mascara and uh, eyeliner and, like, false lashes. A uh, white girl from Ireland. She She goes on. What happens? They call her. So she got on QVC. She got on. Mm-hmm. Don't don't have half the products I have. Not even a quarter. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yep. Absolutely. So, so that's been your biggest challenge, just the racism, and oh, that's, yeah, that's with that's, any I don't industry. Let it, listen, I serve a mighty God, and I always say everything is timing. I don't let anybody. When one person show, uh, shuts the door on you, God will open the window. When they close the window. God will get open the back door, so I'm not worried about it, you know. I don't worry about it. And uh, proof is what just happened, you know. some Something really good just happened for my brand, um, which you will probably see really soon. Um, but, yeah, I just I don't worry about it. Man, don't stop no show. I only only one that can stop a show in my life is God. That's it. So how can we support your brand? Are you looking for people to collaborate with um, for projects? Mm. Or what, how can we support you? At, at the moment, I am considering a few people for some collaborations. But right now, it just I would just love for people to experience the product. The product is amazing. Um, I don't know if you ever read reviews or, you know, see comments that people make, but I sold over 5,000 pieces of um, foundation on uh, Good Morning America back in March. Literally, I got eight exchanges and one return. That says a lot. And that one return was because the lady uh, said that her doctor had said that he didn't want her to wear makeup because of her skin condition right now. And that was it. Nice. Yes. Nice. Well, I told you I was going to get some. I just had to figure out which was my color to get. Uh huh. But yes. you, you got me. You got me set up. So, do you have anything else that we can be on the lookout for? I know coronavirus has shut down everything. But coronavirus has helped my business. Not not to say the virus itself, but the fact mm-hmm. that people have been home. They've been more inclined to shop on online, and as a result, you know, of them seeing my products on Instagram, a lot more people have, you know, tried. So we've done really well with ourselves uh, during this period of of the pandemic. You know, wow, so what's that's the irony good. in that? Yes, I know. So are but, you, you know, doing like any virtual? Are you doing Pardon? like any virtual events or anything like that? Um, I've done a couple of IG uh, stories, um, and I've done a couple of Zoom events uh, where it it was just makeup classes, and I plan on doing some more. Mm -hmm. Yep, a couple of uh, makeup classes on Zoom. Yeah, you definitely could teach eyebrows because my eyebrows are looking real raggedy right now. <laughs> yes, we did something on Facebook and IG for eyebrows. It was called Fake It Till You Make It to the Salon. Nice. So, yeah, that, uh-huh. so yep. 
tell us your official website that we um, can purchase uh, the products and as well as all of your social media pages. Yep. So thank you. It's um, Glamazon, G-L-A-M-A-Z-O-N, Beauty Cosmetics. That's Glamazon Beauty Cosmetics, and that's for my uh, my Facebook, my um, IG, and my website. And I saw at the top of your website you have like a, a code, a discount code that's right now if you make a purchase. Yes. Um. It's so that I don't know if they put it back up, but it was up last week. I think they're changing the word, but right now I think it was uh, Glamazon Twenty. Okay. I believe it was Glamazon Twenty. Uh, it might have changed this week. So Tara usually changes it, changes it in and out, but usually it'll be posted at the top of the page. Nice. Well, Tara's the person that mans my website. <laughs> well, thank you so much for um, joining me on the show today. It was a pleasure learning thank about you. you. And I know you don't agree, but I I would love to see some of your tears from the 90s. I don't I, I want mind you to doing do, it. I, I need you to do at least a throwback Thursday every now and then. Well, actually, I did do that. It was just on my story on the makeup by Kim Baker. So yeah, my my um my Glamazon Beauty. I usually don't touch that for anything personal. But I did a okay. big story about two weeks ago where I did post some of my pictures from my modeling days. Okay, I gotta see if I'm following that page. I know I'm following Glamazon. I gotta follow your other one. Yep, makeup by Kim Baker. I do a lot of personal, but that's about to change back to just my makeup. So I'm about to delete all that content off of there and just <laughs> put my makeup up there. Okay, well, well, I tried, I tried. <laughs> well, yeah, I will, I will be posting modeling pictures, but I just recently did it. So a lot of people who follow that page will be like, "Hey, didn't she just post this?" So yeah. Well, it was a pleasure speaking with you today. Continue success with your uh, brand. You. I'm so proud of you and your line. And you're you. doing big things. Thank you. It's hard work, but if it would be nice if more of us would, you know, look into what other entrepreneurs who are black are doing, you know. Mm-hmm. So thank you. Okay, well, enjoy the rest of your day, and we'll definitely be in touch. Okay, thank you. Have a great day, guys. All right, bye-bye. Bye-bye. And thank you to our guest this evening, Kim Baker. Make sure you check out her cosmetics line called Glamazon Beauty Cosmetics. And I've been your host, Shanice Lewis. Thank you for tuning in and supporting. If you're interested in being a guest on the show, make sure you go to the website, click on the contact page for more information. Until next time, keep thriving in your curves and be blessed. You've been listening to The Shanice Lewis Show. For more info about the show, visit ShaniceLewisShow.com. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... 
Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.